Put on a show! Sounds like fun. I've never actually done a real radio show before. Just goofed around. Just goofed around. Friday the 13th. Give me a little of that Jason Voorhees. Give me some of that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that gives me chills. In the background, you hear the classic uh, Harry Manfredini score from Friday the 13th. It's maybe a little too scary for a Friday, Friday morning, isn't it? Let me hang on a second here. I got just the thing. I got just the thing. Let's play. We'll play the classic Friday the 13th theme from Friday the 13th Part 3. That was the 3D movie. There you go. That's a little more modern. I hear, I hear this one, and I imagine Jason Voorhees with his Walkman on playing this song, Speed Walking Through the Forest. <laughs> so it's Friday the 13th. Here are how five common superstitions got started. Friday the 13th. Nobody knows for sure how it started, but one theory is that it has biblical origins and is tied to the number of guests at the Last Supper and Jesus' crucifixion on Good Friday. That's interesting. I'd never heard that before. Uh, breaking a mirror. Ancient Romans believed that mirrors held a piece of your soul, and a separate myth said that our body renews itself every seven years. So those two things tied together helped create the seven years of bad luck thing. Philly superstition. Very superstitious, as uh, Stevie Wonder would say. Knocking on wood. The idea here comes from the ancient civilizations that believed trees housed various spirits, and touching the tree would give you a protective blessing from those spirits. That's why you go, knock on wood. Black cat crossing your path. Reason for that one, in the Middle Ages, black cats were associated with witchcraft and demons, and that snowballed into the idea that if a black cat crossed your path, they were blocking your connection to God and path to heaven. Redonkulous. Finally, white lighters are bad luck. This has roots in the 27 Club, where young musicians like Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Kurt Cobain all died at the age of 27. According to the superstition, they had white lighters on them when they died. Here's a fly in the ointment. Bic disposable lighters weren't even invented until 1973, and Hendrix and Joplin died in 1970. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Nope, nope, hold it right there, hold it right there. According to a new survey, a third of us don't shower every day. You see Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, they took a little heat last week for saying that they don't bathe their kids unless they're visibly dirty. It's like the new Hollywood trend. Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard said that they sometimes wait until their kids start to stink before they bathe them. But let's ignore the parenting aspect for a minute and focus on ourselves. How often do you shower? I can confidently say that I shower every morning, but according to a new poll, they asked over 5,000 Americans, and not all of us do it every day. Over a third said that they don't usually shower that regularly. I can't imagine waking up in the morning and not taking a shower. I couldn't start my day if I don't get a shower first. Wakes me up, gets rid of the funk. 62% of us shower at least once a day, including 11% who said more than once, but 20% said every two days. 6% said three, 2% said four, another 2% said every five days. Five days between showering? (laughs) Gross. Disgusting. Uh, 3% said once a week or less. And that's whether they needed it or not. Does anybody feel like they need to have beer for breakfast? No, I don't think so. Not unless I'm hungover, probably not. If pancakes and beer sound like a fun pair to you, well, IHOP has got you covered. Believe it or not, they just announced that they're adding beer, wine, and champagne to their menu at some locations. Beer for breakfast? Give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. 
at a few locations. Only a dozen are doing it right now, but uh, if it goes well, they eventually want to do it at most of the restaurants in the U.S. They won't be offering liquor because they don't want it to feel like a bar, and they say it's mostly meant for people who come in later in the day. So just beer, wine, and champagne. It seems like they like they want IHOP to be more of a brunch spot. And a promo photo they posted shows somebody uh, pouring a mimosa. <laughs> Having a mimosa at IHOP. Two locations in New Mexico are doing it this week. Another one in San Diego is going to add alcohol next month. And nine more will do it by the end of the year. So this is real. IHOP adding alcohol to its menu. The beers they're adding are Bud Light. Blue Moon and Corona. The two champagnes are Barefoot Bubbly Brute and Barefoot Bubbly Chardonnay. And then they're adding red wine, too. A Barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon. Sounds pretty classy schmassy for IHOP. Some locations might have local beers as well, and they're going to suggest different pairings like French toast and mimosas or a Corona with your spicy Pablona omelet. Not totally ridiculous. I guess I, I understand the, the appeal. Well, beer... We've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McKee. I stayed up listening to Queen. When I was 17. Playing What We Want, 1019 Jack FM. It is your Jack FM morning show here with your Friday the 13th forecast. I'm meteorologist Jason Voorhees. <laughs> nice. Sunny and breezy. High of 81 expected today. Down to a low of 52 tonight. Tomorrow's going to be sunny and 90. Nothing to worry about this weekend. Beautiful Weather's going to be beautiful. Only thing I'm worried about is what Friday the 13th movie am I going to watch tonight? Some people fear Friday the 13th. They got superstitions. Me, my biggest concern is do I watch the first one? That one benefits from having Kevin Bacon in it and is probably one of the most suspenseful. But, you know, it doesn't have, spoiler alert, it doesn't have Jason Voorhees in it. You know? As much as I love Jason's mother, I prefer seeing Jason. So two is great, but three, he gets the hockey mask. Four, you got the one with, uh, oh, Crispin Glover is in that one. And you got uh, little Corey Feldman. Also good and also very suspenseful, but it's it's more fun when you get into the later ones that are not so good. I really love the cheesy factor of once you get into like part seven where he's taking on the psychic girl. <laughs> you know, it's like Jason versus Carrie. But uh, enough Friday the Thirteenth talk. Hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie through some birthdays. August 13th. If you got a birthday today, you are sharing it with Maddie from Nashville. Lennon Stella. She turns uh, 22. DeMarcus Cousins, an NBA All-Star who now plays for the Clippers. DeMarcus is 31. Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sebastian is 39. And how about that Danny Bonaducci? Little Danny Partridge is 62. Oh. Danny Partridge is 62 years old? Where does the time go? Finally, Jocelyn Elders, the first African-American Surgeon General, is 88. You may remember that, uh, ironically, Bill Clinton fired her for encouraging fondling the flagpole. <laughs> Which is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty ironic. Pretty, pretty, pretty. More on the way with your Jack FM morning show here on 1019 Jack FM. Stupid! You're so stupid! 
So you rarely hear about doctors robbing banks, and now you know why. Because their handwriting's too bad. <laughs> their handwriting is too bad to write. This is a hold-up note. That, and they usually have a more reliable source of income. A 67-year-old man in England named Alan Slattery decided to get back into the bank robbing business back in March, and his first stop was a total bust. Handed his note to the teller, but they couldn't read his poor handwriting, so he left empty-handed. You'd think they could assume what the note says. Well, he, uh, the employees later huddled together and figured it out. It said, quote, your screen won't stop what I've got. Just hand over the 10s and the 20s. Think about the other customers. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a screen grab of it right now. It's pretty much totally in- illegible. It's unclear if the screen was a permanent anti-theft fixture or if it was more of a temporary anti-COVID divider. But nonetheless, the tellers didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Allen wrote a legible note at bank number two and got away with around $3,000. He also hit up a third bank, but the teller there refused to comply. Police caught him. He was arrested, pleaded guilty on robbery and attempted robbery charges. He's going to do four years behind bars. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll uh, take a, a penmanship course <laughs> while he's in the pokey. Speaking of pokey, Pokemon. Actually, Digimon. This is the Digimon theme. Sounds like crap. I didn't find a very good version of it. This is from Digimon Digital Monsters. Uh, the uh, the problem with stealing rare merchandise is what do you do with it after you steal it so that it can't be traced back to you? This group of thieves clearly did not plan ahead for that. Multiple thieves broke into a gaming shop in Australia on Tuesday morning and stole a large number of rare Digimon trading cards and board games. Uh, then one of the thieves went back to the same shop later that day and tried to sell them the same rare trading cards that they had just uh, stolen. Maybe they thought they were day trading. Day trading? I get it. It's very funny. Not surprisingly, the store recognized the cards and called the police. The cops then followed the person to the hideout where they found stolen cards as well as two other suspects. Then, two hours later, a separate person went into the same store and also wanted to sell some of the stolen Digimon cards. They were also arrested. So far, the police have charged five people and are looking for a sixth. And there you go. There's your... You didn't even know you needed to hear for a Friday. I was not ready for that. Sweet, sweet, juicy Friday. Your first random fact, Frankenstein is the name of the doctor who creates the monster, not the monster itself. Everybody know that. Goddamn boy. Everybody knows that. It's Frankenstein's monster. India has a larger population than every country in the Western Hemisphere combined. Ooh, that I did not know. That is densely populated. Every country in the Western Hemisphere combined has got less of a population than India. All right. Uh, There are still 18 U.S. states where it's legal for teachers to use corporal punishment on students. In other words, where teachers can legally hit students. Four of those states do prohibit physical punishment for students with disabilities, so that's nice. But still, 18 states you can uh, smack the kids around. Before the 1900s, men wore corsets. They were popular for hunting and exercise, kind of like how weightlifters wear belts today. I could I could benefit from a good corset. Cinch it up nice and tight, then I don't have to worry about my uh, carb intake so much. There are two U.S. presidents with the middle initial S, Harry S. Truman and U- Ulysses S. Grant. And in both cases, the S didn't actually stand for anything. It stood for 
subterfuge making you think that, that we've got a middle, middle initial. Is that all the random facts I got? I guess that's it. That's all the random facts for a Friday. Oh.